the Heavyhead Show. This is episode 91. And with me, I have Cholo. Hey, everybody. Diamante. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And we have our special guest for tonight's show is Mr. Peter Rousseau, all the way from South Africa. Hi, everybody from Cape Town. All right. Man, we're we're just staying international with our shows, I think. Getting yeah. going across across mm-hmm. the pond. Mm-hmm. We're all over the place now. That's oh, why yeah. I like it. You know, international. Heliheads goes international. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're missing some folks tonight, huh? We're missing yeah. somebody. Yeah. Kyle Stacy decided to take a hiatus. Kevin is out on a boat. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin's out on a boat. <laughs> on the river. Lonely island. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yep, 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 yep. Let's they see left here. He will be back, though. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. You know, sometimes when you get tired, you know, I mean, we kind of got tired of him, you know, seeing his ugly mug and, you know, it's just got to do what he you got to do sometimes. It may not have been voluntarily for him to get kicked off to the island for a little bit. Mm. It was more of a suggestion of, you should go on the island for a little bit, Kevin. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> She's going to eventually listen to this. Shh. Ev- yep. Eventually. <laughs> yep, eventually. Once he gets off the island. <laughs> when he comes I mean, back. The good news, we're gaining a new uh, listener, Kevin McGrady. That's yeah, true. so that's one more, one more mm-hmm. subscriber. He better leave nice comments. Yeah, I hope he leaves mm-hmm. a good comment. Yeah. I don't think he will, though. Yep. All right. Well, should we uh, do our introduction to to the show and then keep on moving, huh? Oh, yeah. Keep yeah. on trucking. Keep on trucking. The show must go on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, first is first. Uh, we just want to thank uh, each and every one of you for downloading, streaming, listening to our podcast. You know, we do this. Um, you know, every two weeks, just so uh, we at least bring some of the the heli community, heli news ideas into you know to pilots across the world, if we can. Okay, so all right, so weeks this is. Who's ready? I'm ready. I can go first. Hey, do it. Do it. But I, uh, I've just been busy this week. I've been doing a lot of. Uh... Mixing my own fuel, my nitro, getting that stuff ready for the flying season this year. Okay. Which is a fun science to learn how to do, especially with the temperature and everything like that, trying to get it right. So I've been enjoying doing that. Been working. Um, I had a visitor coming to town, Mr. Mike DiPaolo. He came and we uh, flew on Friday in 20-mile-an-hour winds. He had his, uh, his, in, his old M2 with him, and that thing was kind of flying sideways, but he was still killing it with that thing. And then, um, well, I was I was doing my 700s, and I was like, man, this kind of sucks. And he was just he, killing it. We just shot the shit and had a good time talking for a while. So it was definitely, definitely a lot of fun with him coming down. And then I flew. I didn't go flying on Sunday like I normally do, and I ended up going on Monday just to get some more flights in. And I've been doing a lot of simming because of the weather. And wind has been kind of crappy. And then today I went riding. 
rode mountain bikes for about six hours, put about 15 miles on the bike today. And that's pretty much been about it. Why do you have to, you know, Skid is going to be crying now that you went riding, you're flying. Oh, I've been sending him pictures of everything I've been doing just to kind of rub it in. I've been like, okay, here I am riding my bicycle. Here I am out flying. <laughs> and so he's, he has definitely been getting the pictures. Don't worry. I'm letting him know he's missing out on fun. Brutal. Uh, yeah, it is brutal. I'm not going to lie. What are friends for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are friends? I just have this like picture of like them flying this M2 in 20 mile an hour winds. And it's like when you just take a piece of paper and chuck it into a fan, it just gets shot across the room. <laughs> He's doing, he was doing like pirouetting loops with that thing. And you just hear the tail like scream, not scream, scream, not scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, All right, Chris, you're next. Me? Mm-hmm. I've been on a flying rampage lately. For some reason. Yeah, you were trying to like rub that in my face the other day. Oh, I'm doing 600 flights a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it started with the Puma. We went, uh, I got, I finally found out what was wrong with Kevin's Puma. I'm going to save him the embarrassment. I won't say anything on here about it unless he says something bad about me. Then it's coming up because that's a rookie mistake. No. A real rookie mistake. Just bring <laughs> it up. I wouldn't even hold back. You you think he back? would hold back on us? I mean, it's it's a learning, you know, kind of subject, right? Yeah. Some listener well, like on there is wondering, and then you're going to give him the answer. Yeah, I would say yeah. paint his teeth with it. Yeah, like yeah. this. So, two <laughs> so to put in perspective what was happening, when you pierrot, it would, like, slow would be fine. The minute you kind of, like, sped it up or you went for a while, it got, like, a little choppy, and we threw everything at it to try and see what's going wrong with gains and everything and nothing was working so then i was like let me just take apart the tail and see what's going on we take apart the tail and the thrust bearing was put in backwards mm. and it, yeah that threw off the whole entire tail which was causing this issue we were having that no matter what we tried we tried uh, different tail blades we tried raising gains lowering gains and it would hold so if anybody's having an issue with their tail not like staying consistent check that because we literally raised, lowered all the gains, and you would it would hold, wouldn't hold, it would wag. It did like everything normal. It's just when you did consistent pyros, it would just start shaking on you. Mm. That yeah. happened to me before, though. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, we've yeah. all done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done. I've done it in the main rotor before. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a hard mess up to do. No, <laughs> it's. <laughs> so yeah, I, and then once we got that thing going. That thing is smooth as butter, and it flies so good. And we took took it's on 8s, so I have the head speeds about it's like a, it's like a thousand fifty, the lowest, which is kind of mm-hmm. it's a little sketchy to flip. I tried flipping it. If you're not high, like it just like you flip and it like drops forever, and then it finally catches itself. So. Uh-huh. That's, and then it's like around 12 and then 16, which 16 is like the butter for that one. It just cruises and it feels like you're flying a normal 700-ish. doesn't quite feel yep. like a normal 700. And then, yeah, I uh, found a six, 16, 1700 is the ticket on that heli from a head yeah. speed. Not to be overwhelmingly like intimidating, but it still flies really good. It stops. It, it does 3D, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, that seemed to be the sweet spot because anything above it, for some mm-hmm. reason, that heli just like becomes like a little <laughs> missile, but it doesn't seem right for it either. Like anything above <laughs> yeah. 1600, like just doesn't seem right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but below 1600 is like a good, I think if you did probably like 14, that'd be, I feel like that'd be a good learning tool because one, you can't be like real animal on the collective. It gets to be kind of like a learn your collective management as you learn a maneuver too, which could really smooth up someone's flying if you're trying to like aim for a cleaner look with your flying i'd mm-hmm. really recommend a puma on like 1400 because you can't be harsh on the sticks or it lets you know yep yeah and then i made the mistake of starting with the puma and swapping back to the raw we swapped back to the raw and it literally felt like i was flying a missile like this thing just felt like it was taken off after we did like four flights on the puma you switch to raw it's like you just put a supercharger on a heli and just let it yeah. rip it was so fast feeling but we i was taking the raw out hoping to maybe be pretty good for rcho i don't want to let daniel down when we go to rcho and look bad so i mean i think you just need to to you know uh assert dominance that's all it's it's your first rcho man yeah but i don't i don't want to go there and everybody be like oh, did he even go to rcho yeah. Did oh, you no, even, did you oh, even get the there. experience? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord. No, you got to come prepared. I mean, I already told Kevin you bring in a lot of sacrificial birds. That's already set in stone. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost on the fence about bringing the whole fleet. <laughs> Just, I love the confidence in that. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have enough parts um, for the Krakens, at least. Um, there you go. I have, I have to fly those this weekend to make sure they're good because I haven't flown them since Florida. <laughs> I've been on isn't a raw that, Isn't that crazy when you figure out the Puma? You kind of start forgetting about those Krakens. So I got or- the Puma going, and then mm-hmm. I, I sat down and rebuilt my raw. And, a, mm-hmm. and when I rebuilt the raw, that thing just felt so good. That was kind of like the my two Krakens just kind of sat on the back burner. I mean, okay. I brought, I think I brought them to New Year's and like, oh yeah. And then one day it snowed. I brought the green one with me, but like, if I'm going to the field all day, I tend to leave them home now, which I don't know why they were, they were my prime bird last year. That's like my favorite heli, mm-hmm. but they're all so, so real good. Did you rebuild your Krakens? Yeah. Krakens reset up, so reset them up. I guess you said. Yeah. So the one was having tail issues. Um, which, I mean, makes sense uh, if anybody knows. At Urch, I dragged the tail on it, and we did a quick fix just to have it ready in case Battle of the Brand, something happened with that heli for the Scorpion Power Hour. So we dragged okay. the tail on the one, got the other one kind of like half-assed flying. Mm-hmm. I never actually went back and fully like did the push rod over again and all that. So then... Cause I went to the new year's thing and I'm like, the tail just feels off. Like, you know, like when you give a negative pitch and full positive and stuff, you can watch the tail. Like you get that hurt sound like it's kicking out of the way. Mm-hmm. We were getting a lot of that with it. So I went back to, and that one I rebuilt it and I put new thrust bearings and dampeners and all the hell he's got pretty much an overhaul and ready for this year. So everything's mm-hmm. dialed in and there might be another crack and coming home after our CHO. If it makes it through RCHO. Yeah. It's not even flying, I don't think. Oh, it's going to make you fly. I mean, are you bringing your your three-blade? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Maybe it's not going to fly. <laughs> that one's going to die. The three I'm... blades dying at RCHO. Oh, yeah, dude. That, oh, that thing... There's not a shot that thing lives. I am. I have a like, feeling. It's always three blade. Two blade, for some reason, I can get locked in. I'll stay locked in. Three blade, that's like, it's either going to be an amazing flight or that thing's getting absolutely blown out of the water. Like, it's going to be done. We're going to be. Gucci's going to be walking one way. I'm going to be walking the other way to get parks. Oh, that's still an amazing flight if you have to do that. <laughs> yeah. I have. My luck with three blades is either it's a good flight or it is absolute carnage. And I don't know why. Oh, the extra blade to smack the ground with. Mm-hmm. You'd think I'd try to keep that one in one piece because I hate setting them up because there's just like so much extra work to them. Yeah, that one blade just seems like a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to get them to like tracking's a pain in the ass with them too. But yeah. I mean, they're yeah. fun to, they are fun to fly though. Like if you get one flying good, right, they're right. Yeah, they're really when they're right, they're right. Mm-hmm. They're just I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like it was like two weeks ago, I kept eyeing the Kyle Stacy raw. If you wanted a, edition. if you wanted a three blade, just let me know. <laughs> I was gonna say. I know I know some guys who have three blades. I I don't I don't know why. Like I don't need it because I'm just not you know, at that level to really be able to fly the three blade. But, and I've had a three blade before. It's just for some reason, I'm like, mm, I don't have a raw. I need a raw for this year. Yeah, and no, I, can't, I can't, I just can't just get a regular raw. I got to, you know, you know, spice it up, Gucci it up a little bit with a three blade. Yeah. You don't, you don't mean to, you just start naturally getting lower to the ground when you put a three blade heli on. <laughs> It's because they get locked in. Like a three blade heli just literally feels like it's so precise that it just feels like it gets locked in. And then you start thinking you're more locked in. So then you start getting a little little more on the edge with cocky. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're smacking a fence post at about 100 miles an hour. (laughs) Exactly. So you took an inventory for RCHO. What what you got? Give us the, the, the inventory. What did you find out when you took this inventory? So the inventory is I have three of. I went through all my parts because I was like, I have like three events. I got uh, RCHO, Miami, and then Spring Fling. So I'm like, ah, let's mm-hmm. see what we got for parts. Apparently, I have been hoarding tail booms for Krakens. <laughs> I have like six of them. For some reason, I have six tail booms. I have three green and three yellows for no reason at all. And then I have uh, like two canopies for each, and then I have canards. And then brawls? I don't know why. I have... I, you know what it is? I went through a phase of trying all the colors. So I have mm-hmm. the whole rainbow of color of booms. Uh, there's nothing better. We're going to show up to, to the Amps Fun Fly in Miami, and you are going to be a rainbow coalition with your Hillies. I, I, I love it. I love the idea already. <laughs> I feel like I should like take the two Rawls in completely different color. Like one's pink, and then like the other spectrum of it. Like. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to send them, might as well just just do it, you know? Yeah, get a little careless. Mm-hmm. Get, rec- get reckless. <laughs> yeah, get reckless. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. No, but yeah. yeah, so I went through all that, and I have plenty of blades this year. Hopefully this is enough blades. I don't know if I have enough tail blades for this year, but we got enough main blades for this year. Tail blades might be an issue. Might need to get more. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was thinking about telling Kevin to... 
bring his 420, you know, ready to fly. And I think we should do a tandem 420 flight at RCHO. Like, That'd be cool. Leave nothing on the table type flight. All if, it, if it goes in, it goes in. The other yeah. person has to follow no matter what. <laughs> I'm in with you. I was like looking. I'm like, man, I got uh, extra like regular boom, and I got a yellow boom, and then I got the orange boom in the canopy. And I'm like, I got parts, you know. So I'm with you. I, you know, I got parts for the Puma. I have like four booms. I got that's plenty the, of parts for that. That's so, the only hell I don't have parts for. Mm, the Puma. He was slacking on parts, but I've also haven't had it that long. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? That's about it. Other than I'm going to go on a, another flying rampage this weekend. I hate you. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's uh, see what Peter has been up to. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but have you done any flying in the past couple of weeks? Uh, anything? Uh, 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 on top of playing around the new Mikado Evo Touch and Flybarrel Unit Evo, what have you been up to, Peter? Yeah, no, nothing exciting like you guys that go and fly every weekend. But uh, yes, I, we go fly normally on a weekend and sometimes during the the, the day or the week. Okay. The weather has been weather has been great here, except it it gets it was really hot the last two or so weeks. So, uh, you know, go fly early in the morning. Otherwise, it gets far too hot during the day. Up to 35 degrees Celsius <clears throat> and a bit windy. So, but I take out my uh, Enzolite, the TDF normally. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then the dreaded old planks, a few planks that go out. Okay. Uh, especially, especially to test uh, some V-plane stuff. Okay. So, yes, and I've been up to a lot testing the new uh, Evo stuff, as I say, and thrust vectoring on, on aircraft. Other than that, nothing more exciting than what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, see, for us, well, not necessarily Cholo, but for me and uh, Diamante, we live in the Northeast, right? So for us, it's oh, like the past couple of days have been like five degrees Celsius give or take. So it's been a, like a heat wave for us. We're usually like zero degrees Celsius or below. So, you know, for you, you, you saying it was well, been kind of hot for us. I'm like, where is it at? Cause I need some of that. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool though. So you do, you do a little bit of uh, you, which one would you say you do more airplanes or helicopters, or you could try to split it between the two. I normally split it between the two. So, uh, okay. You know, both get uh, get taken to the to the field. Okay. And I've been flying uh, planks, as the people would like to call them, mm-hmm. since the middle of the seventies. So yes, um, I really like my aeroplanes. Okay. But it's a it's a fifty fifty split. So it's normally I take some of uh, you know one of each or two of each. Okay. And go and enjoy my day. So yes. <clears throat> Well, very cool. Anything else? That's about it? Yeah, no, that's about it. Except playing with the new toys awesome. from Mikado has been really interesting, so that's great. Okay. 
Well, all right. Let me let's wrap up the weeks. What do you guys think? I'll I'll go last because there's nobody else. I wish there was more, but there's not. So full send it. So yeah, full send. So uh, this is what I did this past weekend. I went to an indoor club flying session that ended up flying more outdoors than indoors. So the weather was nice enough where like. There was a bunch of guys flying their little like foamies, their airplanes, and some like little MCPX helicopters indoors. So I'm like, only thing I had ready for to fly was the 420, and it's just a small gym. So I'm like, I'll just go outside. And I'm not gonna lie, man, I I, I have I'm starting to have a blast with the 420 because I think I just it's not necessarily that I don't care about the heli, but I don't care about the heli. It's like if it goes in, I got parts, I'll fix it, and I move on. So I've been flying that 420 a lot more. Um, but the next day is in order to at least do 10% of what uh, Diamante does, I said, I got <laughs> I gotta take out my nit- one of my nitros so at least I know that it's running and I have at least one nitro that's running for our CHO. So on Sunday, it was probably... 50 degrees or so outside the wind wasn't bad at all it was like sub six miles per hour and i ended up going to the club and i took the 580 nitro and i took my skywing plane and i'm not gonna lie i i think i'm pretty sure that in like four hours i flew my airplane once what the rest yeah the 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 rest of the time it was just straight 580 nitro just beat down making you know, the right at, choice i see where you're I, mean, I like it i mean it was nice to fly the airplane so like for me airplanes because i don't necessarily fly airplanes 3d in any shape or form like santiago perez and some of those great airplane pilots right in the states i like it because it's the time that i you know it's, it's like a mental break you know i just you know, just do some general airplane maneuvers like Immelman's and split S's, you know, stuff like that. And it's refreshing, it's relaxing. But I I got on the 580 and after each flight, people like, I, I don't know how you don't crash that thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, skid bumps, whatever you're doing, like you just, it's like you do it, you get away with it, but then you go and try it again to see if you could crash it and it doesn't crash and you keep doing it. And I'm like, yep. So I ended up going, I killed almost a gallon with the 580 nitro. Pretty good. Almost. Dang. I think, I think I have like a third. So like I did probably, I think I did a total. Um, cause I well, thought well, like I left, I, I thought I left with like four flights and then I looked up at, uh, my flight log and I'm like, there's no way I did eight flights. I think I did, eight flights last I checked after when I got home. So that 580, man, like if my 700 nitro is still good, cause I haven't tried that yet. Maybe I could do it this weekend, try it before uh, we go to RCHO. If that 700 flies and feels as good as the 580 nitro, we're in for a show at RCHO. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm ready. That, that's kind of actually rhymes. You're in for a show at RCHO. Oh, you're always in be their, their new slogan. Their new slogan right there. We just yeah. came up with their jingle. Their yep. Jing. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Just need to get Jay to sell it. 
So I I have a feeling that uh, at least for some of the group that of people that were closer friends, I guess with, um, I have a uh, a feeling it's going to be our CHO is going to be nitro heavy, like nitro heavy, nitro heavy. Can't fly your nitro. Yeah, I don't care. I've let you fly my five eighty before, right? Yeah, you've let me fly all your nitros. There you go. So you're the sole reason I got a nitro again. <laughs> <laughs> are you bring, are you bringing your nitro? I actually, as long as my sensors work for my uh, governor, yes. No, oh, we'll just we'll just. Uh, I might curve it there. though. I was yeah, gonna say we'll I might just, just curve it. it. I haven't flown a governor in forever. I've curved it my whole career almost. Curve it with a hundred percent. There you go. Yeah. Overspeed. You know, if it pops, it pops. Overspeed. Yep. If what? it pops, if, no, if it you just don't let off. <laughs> You don't, you, know, you, all of it. Yep. Give it, give it all the. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then other than that, let's see, I'm getting really close to finishing the man cave, the basement in the house. So Looks I'm good. excited about that. Well, thanks dude. Yeah. Flooring is though. in. Yep. Painting is done. Well, that's going to be the, uh, the, the flight school, uh, lodging whenever I start that up, the RC helicopter lodging. Fly school lodging area. So next time I go to Ohio, do I get to stay in that room? <laughs> oh yeah, with a five inch TV on the wall. He so. sends me this man cave. He's like, "Yeah, how many man caves do you know that has an eighty five inch TV?" I'm like, "Dude, my living room doesn't even have that big of a TV." Say <laughs> <laughs> my living room does, but not the man cave. Yep. So I'm excited about that, but I think that's just I want to get it done because the fun fly season is coming, guys. So. Yep, 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 yep. So that's kind of all I have. So what's next, Diamante? Hit us. What's next? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's what's popping. Hmm, that news. So we don't have necessarily products that we're gonna focus on this week. It's more like announcements, right? We got some. Yeah. Some folks joining, starting podcasts, joining teams. There's a new Midwest phone fly, maybe. Mm-hmm. So first is first. What's popping? Donnie Pesci and Ben Storix restarted a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So good. what is it? What is it called, Cholo? I can't remember right now. Right? I've listened to it. Yeah. The I've... TikTok, right? The TikTok show. Nailed it. No, v, v, V2. V2. Be, yeah. V2 because Donnie Pesci. Show V2. Yep. So Donnie Pesci started V1 with another one of his friends. Ben Stork is kind of new addition to the I show. think that'll be a good I think those two will be a good mix. They'll come out good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So super congrats on getting it going and let's have more episodes. So super stoked about that. So let's talk about Funfly. There's a Midwest phone fly. Who put that on there? It was probably Skids. It was probably Skids. He's on an island. He's on an island and he's editing our show notes. So I guess the Midwest Heli Boys uh, are going to throw out a phone fly. Uh, Details coming soon. Supposedly the name is the Full Pitch Fest and it's uh, June 8th through the 11th, 2023. So, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe. keep an eye out. If you're in the mid- Midwest, has kind of been silent if you think about it. There's some Midwest. stuff. I'm not saying there's not, but. Not a lot. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, keep an eye out. Full pitch fest. Okay. Ooh. So new additions to the Heli Direct team, huh? Yeah, Who two heavy have? hitters. Two yeah, heavy yeah, hitters. got some some heavy hitters in. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Freaking Mitch Maniac Morosas. And Jamie Robertson. Yeah. And Jamie Robertson. Holy smokes. I mean, why does it feel like it's almost like a line 2016 team? They're they're adding all these great pilots. 2015, 2016, a line was doing, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, if they have the time then. They're killing it right now. Through, those mm-hmm. are some heavy hitters, right? They're definitely some. Something's brewing over there. there. <laughs> Has Something's <to>. brewing. <laughs> Yep. It's like uh, they've got they've got that van with no windows with a bunch of candy in it, just luring all these fucking people in. Mm-hmm. You want some candy? Get in the heli. Get in the heli direct camper. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I mean it's cool that they're you know th- there's I guess motion within the the flight teams, you know. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, you know somebody of Mitch Morosa's or Jamie's caliber. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of you have to keep them involved. I mean, they've been doing this for a long time. They're, I mean, amazing Uber pilots in the heli community. You know, they they go bananas on the sticks. So super super Jamie, excited to see what they bring to that team. Yep. Jamie being on a team is exciting because that's a big sign. Mm-hmm. Boys, boys, gonna come back. <laughs> I'll be seeing some tail wags. Yep. So do. You, uh, so Jamie's doing the worlds, right? For F3N? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Man, I want to see him back into like 80% shape that he was like before he took the hiatus. I and bet I you. Think we're gonna, I we're gonna, bet you. I, we're going to have a show, dude. I bet you it's more than 80. You think so? You think he's going to be uh, back 100%? Dude was cooking. Like and he didn't fly at all before Nats, and he like showed up and like within the couple of days of doing Nats, he was like getting it back. So I can't, I I imagine he's gonna get back to it real fast. Hmm. Pretty cool. So let's see. So I had one thing. So I was on a on a phone call with some uh, hobby friends. Have you guys uh, checked out that uh, iCharger DX8? Mm-mm. So apparently it's a newer, I mean, I don't know how new, it's not like it was released yesterday, but iCharger has a DX8 now that is a maximum potential output of 1600 watts, right? And can charge up to 30 amps per channel, 50 amps total. So if you're running both channels, it's 25 amps per channel. It could charge up to 8S. Um, so, and so it's pretty much uh, rocking and rolling. Let's see. The other thing that I wanted, I, I, I found interesting was, uh, let's see here. So, yeah, so input current limit is 65 amps. Wow. Yeah. It looks it's so, a good looking charger too. It is. And supposedly so rumor has it that I've never seen it in person, but it's a it's half the size of the K4. So it's kind of like K4. a 
the P30, the ISTD P30. It's yep. like be a competitor for it. Yep. But the price tag on it, 250 bucks. Yeah. But it's it's an eye charger, right? So you know you get quality, right? For like yeah. So you get a good setup. Good setup for an expensive price. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I guess I just don't know how new new it is. However, it was new. I haven't heard about it before. So I figured out why not bring it up. If anyone is looking to get into a heavy hitter type charger, the DX8 uh, looks like it's a good option yeah. with 50 amps total, you know, between two channels. That's pretty guard, you know, good. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Ah, let's see. Anything else? All I can really and, think of right now is. All right. So. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, you guys. You guys going to the best place on Earth? Disney World? Uh, close, but no. Uh, indoor RC car, mate? 51st, guys. What the? Do you guys even hobby, bro? No. Oh, you mean RCHO Chill Out 2023. Now we're talking. You know, hotels are close by, and there are a limited number of camping spots, so be sure to communicate with Jay and Rodney. And don't forget, Juan's world-famous Tiscala is absolutely one of the best fun fly dinners you'll ever have. I will be representing Maniacs, but many sponsors usually attend and sponsor this event who believe in what Jay and their crew do at RCHO. Speaking of sponsors, there will be some great pilots attending, such as Chris Diamante, Ting Yang Ming, Devin McClellan, just to name a few. But as always, Jay has something up his sleeve to spice up the fun. It may be a small field, but guarantee it will be loads of fun. If you have questions, contact Jay Treadway at j.jaytechserv at gmail.com for additional information. So make sure you come to RCHO Chillout 2023 in Nightsdale, North Carolina, February 24th through 26th, one of the best coordinated fun flights. See you guys there. Laters. Take care. Yo, dog, I'm flexing. You're flexing? That's right. Okay, okay. What are you flexing? And I'm afraid to ask this. 
I'm not just flexing, I'm parabolic flexing. Are you talking about a Nick Maxwell Revo Blades skids? <laughs> yeah, dog. These things are sick. I'm hundo flipping and rolling faster than you, baby. You're an idiot. Yeah, whatever. Going flying. Flex you later. If you want to flex like skids, get over to nickmaxwellproducts.com and order a set of Revo Blades today. Well, welcome back. Uh, we have a special guest tonight, uh, Peter Rousseau, like we mentioned. And we invited him, one, we, we will do some, you know, quick introduction of, you know, who he is, uh, kind of how he's got us started into the hobby and everything that he does in the hobby now. And But the, the really the main reason why we invited him, because he's actually done some, uh, I guess, not necessarily research and development, but some uh, interesting uh, testing and trying different things out with the new Mikado Evo Touch and the Evo Flybrows unit. So welcome, Peter. Uh, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, it's been a, a great two, three weeks playing around with the uh, Evo products. Okay. My my background is basically started flying RC when I in the middle nineteen seventies, when servos were so slow we needed a calendar to to measure the dist the rotation rate. But anyway, we did that. Got into Ellie's in about two thousand and six and uh, started flying Mercado products when they were launched their flyballers units. And uh, ever since been in Mercado's, I re currently represent Mercado USA, which uh, I do the online support for them. Uh, this is for both the uh, Mercado products, the Scorpion products, and also the Mania X batteries. So uh, that's basically where I am today. So doing background, I mean, on online support for those three great products. And uh, I'm so honored to be representing them and also to, uh, you know, teach myself a little bit more about the new Evo products and playing around with them. And I hope I can uh, answer some questions you guys have and uh, to see whenever the product gets to the U.S. market, everybody is ready to go. Cool. So let me ask you this, Peter. Um, not really Mikado related, but do you do anything other than the support? Like what is your like professional background? Okay, so my I'm retired fully retired at the, at currently, uh, okay. 62 years old. I've flown real airplanes my whole life. I was in the military. Okay. So, so I had the honor in my last few years of, <clears throat> excuse me, of active flying. I flew the president and his merry men around. Okay. So, so that uh, was a, also a great uh, part of my life. And I had the honor to also do the, to fly Nelson Mandela around. I know everybody knows of uh, the icon we had here in South Africa. Yep. So it was a privilege to do that. But currently fully retired, and all I do is play around with, with uh, our RC models and products. That is very uh, cool. That's awesome. That's a pretty good retirement there. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. 
Well, it's it's kind of like a dream come true, right? You fly, you know, full scale planes. You know, you do, you know, not just fly, you know, cargo planes, but obviously, you know, fly, you know, some important folks around and, and be able to retire and do continue the passion of aviation, right? Mm-hmm. That's that is the privilege that I have. Yes, it's a, as I say, it was a great honor that I served our, my country, and uh, now just as you would call it, a veteran and retired and happy. <laughs> Very <Nice>. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Yep. So let me ask you this also: What kind of helicopters do you have in your fleet that you use the Mikado products that you mentioned? Then. Okay, so I'm. Uh, what you would call a boutique heli flyer. So my whole fleet consists of of uh, Encelite products. I've got uh, all of Jan Encelite's uh, helicopters all the way from the TDR way back when in 2009 to the TBS, which is a specially uh, speciality speed machine. Okay. So yes, I'm more into normal sport flying and then my great passion is the speed flying. So, you know, we talked about this earlier, but I, I think based on some of the info you gave us, I think, and we'll we'll keep in touch, but I think we're definitely going to have to invite you back for a uh, a speed discussion because some of the things that you're bringing up, I'm, I was like, that is way too cool that, you know, one day we'll have to bring you back for a discussion on speed flying in, yes. in the heli community because that was way too cool. Anytime if you want me to come and chat about speed, it'll be there's only a handful of us all over the world that does it. But uh, it's another side of the hobby, you know, that people can enjoy. Yeah. Very cool. So let me ask you this. You're obviously working with Mikado uh, USA. Any plans on coming to the States anytime soon? Uh, we are planning, or I am planning to visit, yes. Uh, Depends on if Urcha is going to go ahead or not. Okay. So the plan, the plan for myself is uh, to get to Urcha. Okay. And uh, hopefully, you know, I've never been to Urcha, so that'll be a, a great show to come and have a look at, and to also join. So yes, there is some plans. Maybe not this year, but definitely somewhere in the future we'll come to the states. Very cool. And I have one last question, I guess, from like an intro perspective is in South Africa, do you fly with a club? Do you fly, let's say you have space next to your house, kind of what is your your flight setup kind of when it comes from a field club perspective? Okay, so as in everywhere else in the world, it's uh, quite regulated. So okay, we can't really fly, you know, just anywhere. In your, next to your house or over uh, in the suburban areas. So we have clubs. And okay. Especially here in Cape Town, we have some great clubs. Okay. And I'm a member of about three, and uh, some are heli only, and the other two is uh, a mixture of aircraft and helicopters. Okay. And uh, so, you know, the hobby is enjoyed more at club level than would be at, uh, you know, just private flying next to your house or things like that. Yeah, that's that's something that we've always discussed, you know, on many, many shows is to me there's the heli community or, you know, not necessarily the heli community, but the club community. Like, it's a social thing that it's just as important, to, in my opinion, as flying, right? So, yes, flying at a club, you know, I agree. It's, it's you get more out of it. 
you know. No, for sure. I mean, sometimes at the club, you would spend uh, more time chatting and, uh, you know, helping other people than what you would do flying. So it's a really a, a more social gathering than a flying gathering. Yep, I agree. All right. Chris or Diamante or Cholo, any more questions on background? What do you think? Oh, I just think he needs to tell everybody about that how fast he went with his speed heli to us when he was talking about us earlier. <laughs> yes, okay. that has to be covered. That was so yep. cool. What is the fastest you ever ran 200 meters with your speed heli? Yeah, so normally the, the runs, as you mentioned, is over 200 meters downwind, upwind, and we take the average. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a camera system that uh, measures it for us. Okay. So uh, unofficially, I did 286 kilometers an hour. And uh, the South African record is currently at 268 kilometers an hour. Okay. And, and I mean, those are, are not in the league of the world record, which is over 300 kilometers an hour. And people must realize the speed gets measured with, as, as I said, over 200 meters. It's not a GPS speed, which sometimes can uh, be very uh, inaccurate. You know, you log over yep. 300, but actually it's not the... the actual speed yeah well just just so people if they know in 296 kilometers is 185 miles an hour mm. just so they know like that's that is booking it's 286 <laughs> kilometers an hour sorry i don't we 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 in the metric system so i don't know yeah yeah no I, that's why i just did that for yeah that is insanely fast yep on on the on the edge, right? On the edge. That's how you get up to that speed. On the edge. Yes, right. and normally, normally on the edge of everything. And the batteries are, are our uh, biggest uh, system that would keep us not, you know, getting the full potential, because you would flatten a, a 7s or a 14s um, 5000 pack in less than three minutes. Mm. Insane insane well that's very cool uh it blows my mind i hear some of the other guys that you know hit you know higher up 160s 170s and i'm like that's fast it's amazing and it's crazy that the world record is over 300 so that would be what probably what 200 almost 200 miles per hour cholo probably if uh just looking over like 300 kilometers is 190 miles an hour, roughly. 300 kilometers per hour. Wow. Yeah. Mm. 100. Holy cow. It's insane. Mm hmm. I couldn't well, imagine. Very, very cool. Yeah. Couldn't imagine. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Okay. He's got the coolest part of the hobby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In under three minutes. That is just, you know, we sit there and we do three and a half, four minutes trying to do cool, you know, 3D stuff. And he's like, yeah, no. I need less than three minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, but you know, let's, let's kind of get this, this back to why we invited Peter. So Peter, you had now what roughly about three weeks, right? To play around with a new Mikado Evo touch and a fly uh, unit, which for some reason I want to call it the Neo Evo, but I know it's just the Evo, right? That's correct. So there's a, the new na naming, or not a new, but Mercado's naming convention has always been 
uh, VSTABI or VBAR in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we have the new VBAR control EVO. Okay. And then we have the uh, VBAR EVO, which is the new flavorless unit. Okay, perfect. Cool, cool. So I know there was not necessarily that, it, 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 you know, it wasn't factual, but, you know, the biggest, biggest thing that uh, I think we mentioned incorrectly on our show in the past, but it was, let's start kind of, you know, going back in time. So does the new EVO control uh work with older neos and does the the new evil flybrows unit work with older v touches okay so mercado prouds himself on uh, on always uh, have backward compatibility with all their products okay so the the v-bar evo you can use even the v-bar control classic okay it would, it would just need an update the v-bar control touch would also just need the updates okay. and and they will work with all of them. And then the VBAR control EVO transmitter will work all the way backwards to even the, the legacy VBAR mini VBAR. Oh, wow. The full size cool. VBARs we used to have if you yep. used the VSAT with them. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it's uh, fully backwards and forwards compatible. Okay. Now, the other question that a lot of people had, right, was. The I know the Evo flybrows unit has some new parameters, right? For lack of better words. Now, when you connect that flybrows, the Evo flybrows unit to the classic, are you able to actually uh, adjust those new Evo features, flybrows unit features, or is it, it it could only do the legacy parameters that the classic had back then, that you know Not that right. we had on the Neo. Yeah. Now, with the update on the Classic, you've got uh, access to all the, the new uh, parameters. You can adjust it, you can set it, the same as what you can do with a touch or with okay. the VBAR EVO control. Okay. So everything is available everywhere. There might be some uh, new telemetry that uh, we, we don't know of yet that might uh, not be able to run on the VBAR control Classic. Okay. But definitely on the touch and on the VBAR control EVO, uh, you have a problem. Okay. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yep. So let's let's kind of go back. I know uh, in outside the United States, most of the EVO products now have been shipped out to uh, customers, right? Yes, I firm. So. So I, you know, just you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, the, the the last I guess of the Mohegans is the United States when it comes to getting the Evo products because of the FCC approval. Is that correct? Yes. <clears throat> so this uh, the European uh, approval has been granted. Uh, we okay. or Mercado is waiting for the FCC. Okay. And this we expect to be uh, completed before the end of March. Okay. And as soon as the FCC approval is is uh, or certification is done, then the mm -hmm. products can be imported into the US and uh, be distributed. Mercado USA have uh, booked a whole block of uh, uh, radios and uh, the Evo flyberless. It was open for pre-order or still open for pre-order. So uh, as soon as that happens, it will be shipped from Germany and be distributed to the uh, greater U.S. and 
Canada market. Very cool. So let me ask you this. I know, you know, because of COVID and the, the whole logistical supply chain nightmare that we've had for the past couple of years, um, is the Evo kind of locked in as far as, you know, like the supply chain is all figured out? Um, are we, do you, does the Mikado anticipate any major slowdowns or they have a plan? It's, they're ready to execute and, once the FCC comes through, it's going to be pretty much a constant, not necessarily a constant, but the supply will be available and it's only going to increase over time. What, do you, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Now, as we all know, uh, COVID and post-COVID uh, electronic chips were in very short supply. Mm -hmm. oh, uh, uh, so the whole Evo uh, range was actually a good thing, was forced on, on Mercado. Yeah. So they, redes they redesigned the, the main board for the uh, rebar control EVO, and they made a complete new uh, flyberless unit with uh, electronics and electronic components that is available now. So, yes, the supply chain for these, pro these uh, call it uh, electronic components, are definitely uh, locked in. They've got enough stock, and, uh, you know, the production can go ahead. In fact, uh, the V-Bar Control Touch will also be back by the most probably end of May. Okay. So we can even expect the Touch to be back on the market. Uh, I don't know where they're going to price it between uh, the Evo and the Touch. Okay. But the good thing is we've, we've got a new product because of COVID and the shortage mm -hmm. and a better product at the same price. So that was a great thing that happened. Okay. So what are some of like the newer features that are with the new Evo control with the new controller and the flyboard unit that we're getting with this new stuff comparative to the touch and the old Neo? Okay. Like, so what... let's, yeah. so let's start off with a V-Bar control Evo, you know, to start off with is a complete new processor. Uh, which runs at uh, 600 megahertz compared to the 150 we had in the touch. And uh, the uh, processor is the ARM Cortex M7, which uses less power, so we get more battery life eventually out of the V-Bar Control Evo. And uh, the internal memory has been up to 4 gigabytes, where the previous touch you know, only had 128 megabytes. So this opens up a lot. Yeah, a lot for a new, especially a new telemetry apps, you know, that will grow larger and larger in size on the disk. Mm -hmm. And we know, of course, we know that no settings are kept on the transmitter. So this larger memory is only used for apps. So apps can be more complicated in future. So what Mercado did is it also future-proofed the VBAR Control Evo transmitter. That's, that's pretty cool. So we have also a new Wi-Fi chip, so it's uh, faster Wi-Fi, still only 2.4 gigahertz, and, uh, but the, the uh, protocol they use now for Wi-Fi uh, makes the Wi-Fi so much faster. I mean, you'll see when you do an update on the transmitter, it is lightning fast compared to what the touch was. And what they also did is uh, change the charging port now to a USB-C, which then also doubles up as if you want to do connect it to a PC. So that's also faster. And with the transmitter, there'll be no charger 
included, so we can all use our standard USB-C type chargers we have for our phones. And the charging is also faster now if you use a 15-watt wall charger. That's what I was going to ask if it came with like the newer style USB fast charge, which is quick, which is nice. Yes, yes, correct. That's so it's cool. up to 15-watt uh, charging input. And, uh, you know, the nice thing is that uh, with this faster processor, if we get down to the technical side, the calculations made from your sticks to the signal and the signal being transmitted to the, the receiver is also marginally faster, not by much, but it is faster. And uh, some of the pro pilots that have tested it said they can feel that, you know, that there's a more direct link between uh, the stick input and what the heli would then eventually uh, respond to. So yeah, so the, that's on the transmitter side. It looks exactly the same. The, the switches and the, the gimbals are all the same as what we used to with a touch. Because there was no need to change them, they actually worked very well over the years. And if we look at the uh, VBAR EVO, again, here we have a faster processor. It's now running at 500 megahertz instead of the 98 megahertz that uh, the new did. There's uh, more memory, there's a whole new flight al algorithm, anti-vibration. So what they've done is also take away the external sensor port because it's not needed with the new gyros sensors and the new accelerometers that's in there. So I don't know how much of the new feel is due to the Evo uh, flyberless or to the transmitter, but if you have both products, uh, there's definitely a marked increase in being locked in feel or direct feel. And another nice thing about the Evo flyberless is that it will give you full range and full telemetry all the way from 2 volts all the way to 16 volts. So they've even made the power distribution inside the VBAR EVO better. Hmm. We, we won't get any brownouts like we used to get with a new or not used to sometimes get with a new if the voltage drops below 4.5 volts, even if it's just for a little few split seconds. So this runs all perfectly at 2 volts. Oh, that's cool. And then the main thing everybody wanted was the to change your cyclic servo center pulse and update rates. Yep. And uh, this is available all the way, update rates all the way up to 1,000 hertz. I think there's only about one or two servos in the market that can take that. Mm -hmm. But again, a word of caution here. Uh, it is very technical behind, background behind why a very high update rate can lead to a main rotor wobble or shiver mm -hmm. uh, due to vibrations uh, that inherent in our helicopters. So it it's, should be used as a tuning tool. So we look, would advise that people start at 144 hertz. That was what the NEO did. And we mm -hmm. all used to, our helicopters fly perfectly with that. And then you up the rates update rate slowly until you, if you do get the wobble, you then can go back uh, to the previous uh, update rate. And with the higher update rate, you can actually run higher main route again, which, uh, you know, as we know, that would make it a little bit more locked in as well. Uh, we can also, the tail servo has a bunch of new uh, update rates and center pulses. On the tail, we obviously won't get the wobble like the main router, so there you can go maximum to what your servo can, can accept. 
-hmm. people must please make sure that they stick to the servo specifications because as we know that uh, would heat up or could even burn up your servo if you use the incorrect settings very cool are, are there any new parameters on the tail that uh, are new to to the evo versus the the neos Yes, so uh, I must also mention that the servo selection on, on Cyclic is only available if you have the Pro or Better update on the VBAR EVO. Mm -hmm. And the same with the Pro or Better on the PAL. Uh, there's now an added selection for um, motor drive tails, mm -hmm. where we now have what the industry became known in the industry as Tally. Mm -hmm. So that the uh, they'll always keep torque on the main rotor so that the tail motor can run. So we don't get the blowouts uh, when you uh, do 3D to, towards one direction or the other direction. Because as we know, the little tail motor would stop and that would call a blowout. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the tail, we have that setting now, which everybody also wanted. So that's a great addition on the tail. Other than that, because of the new algorithms, the, the unit flies so much better than, than the new, especially in your locked-in feeling and the stability it can provide. That's kind of that's cool that you get to have that. That's Everything sounds like it's got so much faster processing power and memory to it, which is going to be awesome. And so yes, that's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool about that. Yes, that's actually, it's, uh, you know, the pro pilots that have tested this, uh, they've all, as uh, it was uh, mentioned in the Mercado's launch video, they were smiling from ear to ear, mm -hmm. you know, so. <laughs> very, very cool. So what are, what are you know, main rotor control? Are there any changes there other than the cyclic uh, service selection? Any other new parameters in there? Okay, so there's two new parameters for main rotor, also available only with uh, the Pro firmware or better. Yep. One is called the uh, shiver. Okay. So as we all, all know, the industry has moved to very uh, rigid uh, rotor heads. Damping is nearly locked in now instead of uh, having a little bit of give. Yep. So if we give a cyclic input and the helicopter stops, when you stop the cyclic input, Sometimes these very hard damped air rotors would shiver. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they've got a setting now where you can uh, increase the number. It's just, uh, it's in hertz, but it's just the number at the end of the day. You increase it slowly, five, ten at a time. Yep. And until the shiver goes away, where in the past we needed to lower the main rotor gain. So now, we can actually increase the main rotor oh, gain. So you can bring the gain up. That's kind of cool. So you can bring the main rotor yes. gain up. and then So it's kind of like a tail wag suppression for the head. That's correct. Yeah, that's about uh, the best uh, description for it. Oh, yes. That's pretty cool. That's, that's... Mm -hmm. the other, yeah, the other parameter that uh, you can adjust on the main rotor is, but this is especially uh, more for these uh, large-scale guys with multi-bladed rotor heads where you can mm -hmm. adjust the phasing per bank. Mm. So wow. it, it can oh. happen where, where different RPMs, your main rotor would need different phasings. Mm -hmm. So if you find that, say, you fly in bank one at a certain RPM, 
and you get forward cyclic out of a hover, and she would move forward and left, or forward or and right. That means the phasing is not correct, so we can adjust the, the phasing per bank for each RPM that we have set for each bank. Wow. So that's more for like uh, scale helicopters, you think? Yes, uh, it's especially on, on uh, large, uh, heavy scale, but yep. it can also be, you know, some of the designs of the, the 3D helicopters, uh, it can improve. And as I say, the, the main thing to check is be in a stationary hover and just keep forward cyclic. And if she mm -hmm. moves left or right with forward cyclic, that means the phasing is out. Although it is mechanically 90 degrees, it might be dynamically you know, 85 or 87 degrees, and we can now adjust that. Oh, very cool. Per wow. bank. This just made it so tunable throughout every bank yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. And uh, just uh, another note, all these settings are, or the new main rotor settings, are in, by default, they're all zero. So people, when they do a, a new setup, obviously they'll be zero, or even if you transfer a setup from a new, to the VBAR EVO, these settings will all be zeroed out so that we don't get unwanted, uh, uh, you know, surprises when we go flying it. Very cool. So you brought something up that I don't think we've touched on, is that you could take the settings, uh, a profile from a NEO and transfer it into the EVO? Uh, yeah, that's correct. So say you take your EVO straight out of the box, brand new. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, it's always been like this, that uh, it won't accept a saved setting. Okay. It must still have, it must first have a valid setup. So the, okay. the thing, that the process to follow is you just bind your, your updated touch or your classic or the Evo transmitter to your brand new Evo flybillers. Yep. You just run through a setup. It's quick. It's just you go through all the pages all the settings and you just say yes, 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 and finish, and there's a valid setup. Okay. Then the save, the, the setup you save from your new onto your transmitter, mm -hmm. you can then load into the, the, the Evo. A word of caution, please, you know, make sure that uh, once you've done that, that all your settings are still valid. So you go through it, check every, that your flight settings, your setup, so that's also a quick process is just to check and see, yes, it's still perfect. And then you can go and fly and uh, play around with the new settings if you've updated to the pro software. Very cool. Yeah, you know, you know, there's, the, you know, I, I don't think we received that question, but, you know, people are going to ask eventually that question, right? Especially the more Evos uh, become, you know, come on the market, people are going to think about that. You know? uh, these two. Yes. So, so is there there new like ESC and throttle servo setups that you get in the menu now, or is it still all the same stuff that used to be? Yes, that's the the next thing in the governor menu. There's nothing have changed. Uh, so the setup for the governor is exactly the same as before. But we now can actually change the uh, throttle servo or the output to the ESC exactly like we can do for any other servo. The selection is, uh, is limited because we don't want to overdrive ESCs especially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, currently all ESCs on the market will accept the old standard that we've all been used and that was the 72 hertz and 
15, 20 center poles or 1500. So we need to check with the manufacturer of your ESC what it can accept. But there's no real gain in, in, in changing it unless if you use the V-bar governor mm -hmm. uh, where there's a constant update of the throttle position to the ESC or to the throttle server. Mm -hmm. That might be now quicker. So we might find that uh, you get a tighter governor control and you can now use tail servos as a throttle server. But we all know that the speed at which a nitro motor reacts to a throttle input, you know, even the, the old stock standard servos is faster than what uh, the motor can actually react. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. There is a little gain, but uh, it don't expect, you know, a huge amount of improvement there. But the market wanted it, so it's now available. That's cool. It's old. A lot of stuff people were asking for. You guys are like, okay, here you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> instead of being like, well, here's a part of it. We're like, nope, we're just going to give you every bit of it at once. Here you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, we've got so much more, uh, so many more tuning parameters now that, uh, you know, people might get lost. So that's why the de default settings is always a safe setting. And yeah. Ricardo is much sure of that. Very, very cool. So, uh, you know, I wanted to bring this up because I, I think I've seen it on one of the, it might've been the V control group. Um, so there is no PC software yet for the Evo line. Is that correct? Yes, at the moment, not. Um, but uh, Mercado has promised us they're working on a, on a PC setup similar to the what we were used to with the new. So we soon should see a uh, VSTAR Evo PC program, hopefully. And, uh, you know, they've got so many other things to do at the, at, at the moment. In, uh, so the PC program is definitely in the works. So even the guys that fly other radio systems, they will not be left out. So they'll also be able to enjoy the new VBAR EVO parameters and, and uh, flight performance. Very cool. All That's right. Nice that they covered everybody. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Chris Diamante. Help us on to the next next couple of bullets. Uh, so training systems and VBC basics. Okay, so you know the as we've all seen, they had the trainer system at Urcha, mm -hmm. yep. and it's a it's actually a great tool, you know, for a club or a group of people to get to introduce anybody. Literally anybody can uh, go and fly a helicopter, and it's. It's a little Dogo 200 with its landing pad, which works with uh, all sorts of sensors. So it keeps it in the geo fence, it keeps it upright. And as we know, it, it recovers by itself. So we can teach, or not just teach, but also introduce uh, a whole bunch of uh, would-be flyers to our world of flying helicopters. Now the trainer system comes with uh, what we call a VBC basic. It, it's got, I think, only two or three switches and a small little screen. Eventually, the same transmitter will be available separately, but with a full selection of switches, which will basically replace the VBAR Control Classic, which is then a cheaper transmitter for people to, uh, to get into the Mercado ecosystem. 
and we'll be able to program Evo's Neos uh, with the VBAR Control Basic. So that's another uh, product to look forward to. And again, as soon as the uh, FCC is a, approval has been granted, the trainer system will be available. And also the VBAR Control Basic as soon as Mercado Germany launches it. Very cool. I think, I think that's the, the ecosystem is above and beyond, right? But I think the entry is, you know, probably the area that right now and the, v, the VBC basic, that's going to be the next game changer, right? From an entry into the hobby or into the ecosystem. That's very cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. It's, I mean, it's never been the cheapest uh, system to get into. Mm-hmm. So that's why the basic would, uh, you know, would be a game changer, as you say. It will get more people in into the hobby at at a cheaper cost. Yeah, it's that's perfect. That's awesome. It's nice that you can use that with any of them now. Um, so support in the U.S. Okay, so I'm personally responsible. Uh, Mercado USA is the distributor for the Mercado uh, products. And also Scorpion and Mania X, but uh, I do support personally. So there's great support in the U.S. for the product, and hopefully I'm doing a great job, uh, you know, pro- providing that. Uh, I must say, in January, my phone rang off the hook. People asking, "When is it coming? When is it coming? What can I do with it? How compatible <laughs> is it?" So, so hopefully this podcast will will. Uh, lighten my load a little bit you know by uh, telling people exactly all the questions they used to or they have about the new system oh yeah i i will tell you this that after we did you know we i guess what we knew at the time a couple episodes again it's it unleashed like uh, a wave of questions and issues and i'm like okay Uh, i had to think about it that's why like i i thought you know, having you on the show because you are part of that support, right, for Mikado USA, I thought it would be the best thing this way. It helps you, right, potentially, and it helps the listeners, right, because now they hear from the person that's probably no matter what going to answer your question anyway <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when, you send a, when you support, you send an email or you call, right? So that's pretty cool. No, I Very, very what cool. What we do here on the Heliheads, we clear the air. Yep, yeah, that's right. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, uh, thanks to you guys uh, for the opportunity to, to clear the air. So uh, hopefully the, the I've answered the questions what the people had. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's uh, I'm excited because like mine, I, ordered, I pre-ordered one because I'm excited to give it a try and see it. So you might be getting an email from me. I'll be reaching <laughs> out to you. So I'll wait till I get mine in. Yeah you, yeah. yeah, you can always open up a ticket and say, when is it coming? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll see. I'll start mine right now, so you'll get it by the time you clock in in a few hours for work. So I'll follow so, up and send one in. So, Peter, I I got a question. Out of it, all the new things with the Evo and the Fly Barrels, what what would you say from for you, right? Because you've been a Mikado user, what do you think the the two top features, in your opinion, of the new line is? Like okay. the two top options or whatever you want to. Yeah. I mean, the, as we've mentioned earlier in the show, 
the faster processes makes everything quicker. So even the locked-in feeling, I think, would be my number one. And then if, if you use the Evo, uh, V-Bar Control Evo, mm -hmm. the, the faster, uh, you know, response from the screen, even uh, the faster Wi-Fi, the more stable Wi-Fi, because we've had many, many people complaining about the dropping of Wi-Fi halfway through an update, which then scrambles the file system. Yep. So uh, all this is the, the the faster and better electronics and processors. I think that is the main game changer by going to the Evo uh, system. Very cool. I definitely, I think that's definitely, that is pretty cool if they're going to be doing all that stuff. And it's the fact that they're also like, it's neat that they're listening to what everybody's saying. So like there's a lot of stuff people have been like, oh, I can't adjust this. I can't do that. Or... Mikado is expensive and we can't do that now. Now they're just like, okay, you have all these options now. And it's pretty cool that they're making it available for, I know there are other, other units out there that are cheaper and more expen inexpensive, but they're giving you, now they're giving this ecosystem. That's a, a I, I prefer flying, but it's just, I like it. And it's giving more options out there for everybody, which is really, really cool for them to do that. Yeah. I mean, those, we all used to the ecosystem where you, you are locked in. But being locked in means we've, they have control over the system. They integrate everything. And the nice thing is that the industry has accepted the ecosystem. You know, all the manufacturers of ESCs and servos have come up with their own telemetry apps and setup apps that Mercado can add or add it already. And uh, the nice thing is you can do everything from the transmitter. You don't need a single other uh, device to do a setup or setup change. Or, and then obviously telemetry was a big game changer. Again, Mercado was first out of the box with uh, you know, telemetry from ESCs, from uh, batteries, and so forth. So I got a question, Peter. And it might not be that... It you could say anything. How about being able to uh, program a servo through the radio? Okay, so all these, uh, you know, added features. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm uh, sure Mercado Germany will be looking at it. Mm -hmm. But they are very, um, you know, they are guarding the IP uh, yeah. jealously. Yep. So... The normal process for anything new is that, say, manufacturer X of servos want to be able to, uh, to have his servos programmed from the V-Bar control transmitter. Mm -hmm. He has to approach Mercado Germany, uh, tell them this is what I want to do, and they will do the programming in the, you know, on the, on the V-Bar control. So mm. there's no third party being allowed ever to... Uh, to enter into the Mercado uh, background programming, as you want to call it that, because they, mm -hmm. they were burnt uh, when the mini V-bars yep. uh, IP was stolen, and uh, you know we know what's happened there. The K-bar, whatever it was. Yeah. Yes, that, yeah, that's correct. So yeah. 
any any manufacturer is more than welcome to contact Mercado Germany, and mm. they might be slow to respond sometime because I mean it's not a huge company with uh, thousands of workers. There's only a few, and the people can, the manufacturers can ask. You know, if anything is possible with uh, with electronic and electronic control or programming. Mm-hmm. So that is a possibility in the future, I'm sure. That's pretty cool. So the, there, there's a way. It's just a matter of the several manufacturers working with Mikado, right? Because you know how it is. Like, Mikado doesn't want their IP to be stolen, right? And then the servo manufacturers don't want to get their IP information stolen, <laughs> right? So it's, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a standoff, right? <laughs> kind of from an intellectual property standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if we take it, for example, the, uh, the Jetcat uh, turbine uh, yeah. manufacturers, I mean, they approach Mercado and there's a full telemetry now available from the Jetcat turbine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and people would always think of the Mercado radio system as a helix system, but there's a lot of uh, guys flying the V-plane system, uh, mm-hmm. flying even big turbines with it. Yep. Uh, you know, so... There's definitely a market for, or they were a market for Jetcat to approach uh, Mercado, and they mm-hmm. did it, and it's working. So, you know, so did uh, Contronic, so did Scorpion, so did YGE. So we have all these manufacturers just need to contact Mercado Germany, and they they will eventually respond to you, you know, and get your product supported. Very cool. Yeah, that's definitely. Well, there, there's a hope. There's a hope. <laughs> uh very cool it's not well i don't ha- i was Go gonna say ahead. it's not a question of if there's hope it, it'll happen it sounds like it's just gonna all good things come to those Who's who wait yep, yep 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 i mean we've just seen in the in the last week or so we've seen uh, carl stacy uh using the uh, hobby wing uh, firmware yeah. that's not been changed so that setup is possible from the v-bar control transmitter Mm-hmm. Yeah, things do change, and uh, it, you know, Mercado's actually had the app for the Hobby Wing ready for a few months already. So it was just waiting for Hobby Wing to finish up their firmware changes, and it's mm-hmm. available. It should be available soon. I'm really excited yeah, about that. I'll, I will say this: you know, I, I don't think there's a question with Mercado and and their willingness to do this integration, right? To bluster for that you know lack of better words their ecosystem right it's yes. just might, might be slow and it takes two to tango it takes that other company to sit down and say hey this is what we want to do and there's a little bit of a trusting that needs to be built between the two companies but if they do that i mean mikado has plenty of i guess examples right as what they did with the telemetry for ESCs. Mm-hmm. You know, so very cool. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? No, that's that was definitely a lot of really good information to like clear out, like you said, clear the air and let everybody know what's going on with everything. Yeah. So that that was really that was really cool. I appreciate you telling us all that. Well, thanks guys for the for the opportunity, and hopefully the listeners is also a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, have the information at hand yep. to make a decision on where they want to go. For sure. So let me ask you this. If anyone 
wanted to contact you what's the best way and be 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 careful mm. <laughs> what you say <laughs> okay so the yeah the best way is uh, as we've said earlier it's Mercado USA you can either uh, open a ticket on our website on the on the main page at the bottom it says contact us that will create a ticket or there's also the phone numbers there's uh, two numbers that uh, one is for vbar support or Mercado support and the other one is for scorpion support uh, which i normally answer uh, but please take note the phone is only uh, open from uh, 9, 8 a.m till uh, 1 p.m on uh, that's the eastern time mm -hmm. because by 1 p.m it's uh, my night time here so i also need to go to bed and sleep a bit yeah <laughs> well i just want to say peter thank you um you know what uh, the listeners might not understand is we recorded for us in the states it was 8 30 9 o'clock 10 o'clock at night for peter it was three to four o'clock in the morning so i just want to say thank you um, you know, it was it was a pleasure and an honor to to chat over you know this episode about the new Neo, getting to know you, um, being that you are from a place that I don't know even if even if other uh, podcasts have ever interviewed anyone in the heli community from South Africa. So super, uh, you know, thankful for that. And as always, we're gonna, like I said earlier, we're gonna need to get you back for some speed talk for sure. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'll always be willing, no problem. And uh, again, thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, talk about a product that's very close to my heart. And, uh, you know, we're all waiting with anticipation for the product to be launched in the US. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure then we will get even more questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very cool. Well, well, uh, let's. Uh, kind of start slowing down and, and getting this to a close. So, Peter, we, we, we still got you for some hashtags at the end, so don't go anywhere, okay? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, although it's 5.30 in the morning oh. now. <laughs> okay. All right. So, if anyone would like to, to get in contact with us, obviously, you could message us on Facebook, but we do have a website. You could email us with ideas, questions, show ideas, questions. If you want to be a Average Joe guest, if you are a professional pilot that you want to be a guest on our show, email us at theheliheadshow.gmail.com. And also, if you're on Facebook and you see our page, like us on Facebook, subscribe, and then uh, leave us any feedback on iTunes, uh, reviews. Um, I don't think we've had much going on on that, but... As always, that's how you kind of keep our numbers going up and we, we get good feedback from you guys. Shout out to all the other Heliot podcasts out there and personalities in the hobby. Don't forget old Bill and in YouTube. And everybody go out and listen mm -hmm. to the new TikTok V2. There's one episode out there yes. and there's going to be more. So make sure to go out there and listen to that. Don't forget to donate to your clubs. They have us come to all these events, throw them a mm -hmm. couple extra dollars so they can keep having us back. Mm -hmm. all right oh man parting words this is the exciting part mm -hmm. who wants to go diamante or cholo who who won that uh arm wrestling match i mean that's an obvious one who won the competition so i'll go first uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh wow 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll remember it. Don't worry. Um, not rematch. Rematch. Give you give you a rematch then. But uh, hashtag nothing safe. Hashtag Mm -hmm. team C squared. Hashtag Mm -hmm. who needs raffles when I have friends like you guys. And hashtag drive from the right side. All right, Diamante, Big D, do it. Hashtag assert dominance. Hashtag C squared coming to Miami. Hashtag Mm -hmm. crash hard, ask questions later. Hashtag Andy Rooftop Polls. And hashtag RCHO is going to be killer. Mm. All right. All right, Peter, this is this is your turn. You got a few. We got you a few in there. Uh, I see you I see you guys have given up me a few hashtags mm-hmm. here. So hashtag I drank the Mikado juice. That's obvious. <laughs> and hashtag all the head speed. That's for mm-hmm. the speed flying. Mm-hmm. And hashtag 3D pilots are slow in my opinion. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is not slow. Slow in in brain power, but slow as in speed. Mm. <laughs> and then the last hashtag is commit to the brick wall. That's when we get that dreaded retreating blade stall. When you do speed flying, it's as if your helicopter hits a brick wall. Mm. Hopefully, cool. that doesn't yeah. happen to all of us. And thank you guys. Mm. Thank you, really. Thank you. Appreciate you waking you. up at before the sun came up and recording with us. Hey, listen, that's commitment. There's other people on our show that don't have that kind of commitment. Just saying. Mm. Yes, yeah. I had to wake up at, uh, at 3 a.m. So I'll say currently it's uh, 5.40 a.m. in the morning. So definitely I'm going to go to bed now again. So we're all, go- we're <laughs> all, all right. going to bed right then. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'll wrap it up. So I changed mine a little bit. Hashtag Nitro Life. Nitro 2023. Hashtag RCHO would bust. I will see, uh, not Cholo. Cholo is being, you know, he's got got to do life things, you know, got to work and stuff. Uh, hashtag Kevin wants to crash my nitro at RCHO. I don't know why. Why does he always want to crash your nitros? I don't know, uh, man. I don't know. I think he is. doesn't care what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's an equal opportunity crasher. We know that. <laughs> and, Yep. So the last one, hashtag record a show military style. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this great episode, episode 91 with Peter Rousseau and Mikado Eviline. Later. See you later, guys. Bye.